0: The year 2020 has been a year of change. Global changes have included COVID-19 pandemic which has resulted in us all having to change our ways especially with traveling on a global scale. Cutting down air traffic has bound many to their place when the regulations came. The world is not as small or open anymore as it used to be. On a regional scale there have been wildfires and other natural catastrophes. In societies Some people have demanded rights that they should have by default, more visibly than in years, and there have been demonstrations and confrontations in many places around the world. Individually people have also gone through changes. Some have lost or quit their job, some found a new one. Some have faced economic challenges and some have overcome them. Relatives, family members and friends have passed away and babies have been born. Relationships have been broken and new have been formed. We haven't been able to see some people important to us physically, but we've been able to connect to them and many others via technology. Children have had to do learning outside of school context and stay away from their important social groups. Adults have had to learn working from home, some meanwhile helping their children in education. We all have faced changes of some kind this year, big or small. We face changes normally also, but this year it has been more rapid, more serious, and more visible, and more in number and ways. My name is Jan Konntkanen and you are listening to Metaapatam Podcast. This series is called Paragons of Change. It's a series of interviews with people from board gaming sphere whom I've noticed going through changes in recent times. We talk about change and what they have changed in their lives. By default, we do not claim we state facts. We only talk from our own points of view and our opinions. As the discussion might take a negative note at times, we try to finish with a positive. By giving you a top 9 list of games, the topic of the list has been chosen by the guest and we will have a battle of the lists after the episode airs in my social media channels. You, dear listener, are encouraged to comment and vote on the lists to see which one of us did better. The award is pride and fame among the small listener base this podcast has. Now, let's invite our Paragon for today. Today in this Paragons of Change series, we have our fourth guest, and she's Ambi Valdez. Welcome.
1: Hi, nice to be here.
0: Would you tell the listeners who are you and what do you do?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm Ambie Valdez. I have a podcast called Board Game Blitz, which I co-host with Crystal. We're a 30-minute podcast about board games. And in addition to that, I also do some videos on the Dice Tower. I have a video series about 18xx games, and I also do some uh, videos on Board Game Breakfast. And also, I have a separate YouTube channel where I make board game song parodies, uh, to mm-hmm. different songs. It started out with just Disney songs, but now I've, I've uh, gone to more than just Disney songs because I ran out of Disney songs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so th- those are the three main things I do in board game world.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, this has been a very interesting year mm-hmm. um, and things have been changing for people.
1: Yeah.
0: How have these changes been visible in where you live And how is the situation there currently?
1: Uh, Well, currently everyone is... um, My family personally, we're not really going out of our house much. Um, But I think Mm -hmm. like most people, most things are closed down. A lot of people are working from home. I live in the California, the San Francisco Bay Area. So there's a lot of tech companies. And um, so a lot of people are able to work from home uh, Mm -hmm. because that industry... People just are on their computers all the time, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so a lot of people are just working from home, and not going out much, um, which is very different. No game nights or anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have some fires in California as well currently. Is it at San Francisco area? Is it more south, or how it is?
1: Oh yeah, um, there were some fires around the area. The the air not close to my house. We, we're not in danger of fire, but it's been smoky. Mm. So mm. that also prevents us from going outside because of the smoky air. But so. all right. <laughs> Lots of things keeping us inside.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. And you can't use the air conditioner, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We don't have, <laughs> because we live in California, like we don't really have air conditioning in the, in the Bay area. Um, the house doesn't come with air conditioning. So we have like a room air conditioner, but we, Uh um, I'm a recent mother of twins, which we'll talk about later, I think. But, Mm -hmm. um, so we have a room air conditioner that we use for their room. Sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doesn't it get hot? Uh,
1: It doesn't get too hot. Usually there's, there's like maybe one month or one week when it, when there's a heat wave, then it gets pretty hot. But, Usually the hottest is like 90 or in the 80s for like hot days. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, if it gets... I have
0: no idea how hot that oh. is. Oh. Because it's Fahrenheit.
1: Yeah, so yeah Fahrenheit. Something. Uh, You don't, don't have
0: know. to calculate. <laughs> is it getting better there or is it getting worse or is it just stable? If you think about this corona and this um, social distancing and everything.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it, um I think
0: In your opinion, what do you think?
1: Well, I think it's still gonna be bad for a while where we are. Um I think in in our specific region it's probably like around stable maybe. Unless people start going out again, then it gets mm-hmm. worse. <laughs> um because people aren't very good at social distancing here.
0: <laughs> They're nowhere it seems.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: You said that you became a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you told me beforehand that you changed your job mm-hmm. from job to another job.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: how has the change been for you?
1: Yeah, so I've been a mom for a little over a year now. And before that, I was working at a full-time job. And then I quit to become a mother. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. it's very different. <laughs> so... In in addition to like lockdown, I was already pretty much at home most of the time because I was, was taking care of babies. And mm-hmm. so like, I don't go out much anymore. And then originally I was planning on being able to go out and do things like go get groceries or something. But because of the virus, uh, now my husband goes out and gets groceries and we just stay mm-hmm. home all the time. Um, but yeah, I think the, the biggest change is just like not seeing people on a daily basis, mm-hmm. which is happening to everyone now. But, but I don't even see people, like when I was working, I would ha- chat with my coworkers during coffee breaks and like have people that are my age to, to talk with a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And now the whole day I'm talking with my babies. So um, <laughs> it, it's really weird not having like peer interaction as much.
0: Yeah, I'm also missing the coffee breaks. At at home, working Mm -hmm. half a year, yeah, and it's a bit strange. (laughs) What's the best thing in your current job or (laughs) tasks that you do compared to your previous job? What do you think is the best Um, thing?
1: Well, I think it's really rewarding seeing them grow. Uh, Mm -hmm. So at my old job, I didn't really like the work that much, so it wasn't. It didn't feel rewarding to me, and now I feel like what I'm doing, I think in any job that I want, I, I wanted to feel like I was making an impact and I'm definitely making uh-huh. an impact because I'm like <laughs> raising these babies and seeing them grow and learn is really cool. Cause they actually, uh-huh. like every day, they, they practice so much, they, they're walking around now and it was just cool uh-huh. seeing them learn how to do things that we take for granted, like standing up and taking steps uh-huh. and stuff. It's, it's really neat seeing them learn that, <laughs> and they get all excited, too.
0: <laughs> are, are there any negative things in this being a full-time mom, in your opinion,
1: uh, that y- you are
0: willing to admit?
1: <laughs> well, it's a lot of work. Uh, so uh, compared to having a full-time job, like there's mo- it's more than full-time because it's all the time, and you don't get weekends off. And I haven't slept in in, like, a year, so. (laughs) Because I I always, I have them on a schedule, which is pretty nice. But, Mm -hmm. um, so it's more predictable, and I actually get breaks when they're napping. But, Mm -hmm. like, it's still, most of the breaks is me getting ready for when they wake up again. And just, like, thinking about them constantly. (laughs) So, I I still get evenings now, because they sleep through the night. But some. Like, it's still hard to completely detach, whereas with a full-time job, I could detach from it. Um, Mm -hmm. I know some people can't do this because if their work requires them to work more at home or something. So, but I I didn't have a job like that. Yeah, so I'm a lot more busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If someone who is listening to this is thinking that they will face that, not face, but they (laughs) will become parents, Mm -hmm. let's say, soon... Do you have any tips to them regarding their possibility to game and such?
1: Well, we haven't been able to game much. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if we were able to have people over, which we haven't had people over, then Mm. we would have been able to game in the evenings, I think. Because Mm -hmm. we had friends before who had uh, children, like, five years ago or something we used to go to their Mm -hmm. house and game with them after their children's bedtime so Mm -hmm. that is something that we would want to do (laughs) but like because of the current situation we can't do it (laughs) um yeah yeah but i think the main thing is you you need to get enough sleep yourself because it's very Mm -hmm. exhausting and like at, at the beginning you need to sleep when babies are sleeping because they're waking up every couple of hours to eat and then if you can't get sleep then you'll just be exhausted and miserable <laughs> so mm-hmm. so you just try to get it as much sleep as you can until you're back to functioning because you need to be functioning first
0: <laughs> yeah that's actually a good tip do you think you yourself have changed in the process
1: um probably yes <laughs> it's it's hard for me to tell though because it's probably been a slow change mm-hmm. but i i still enjoy a lot of the things that i used to enjoy and i still have my other hobbies that i try to do in my free time
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so i i i feel like i'm doing i'm actually sometimes more productive <laughs> mm-hmm. Than I was before, because I think sometimes when I'm less busy, I get less productive because I get into I, I like stop working and then I just get into a lazy phase where I just don't work at all. Um, but now that I'm always busy, I I feel more productive. So I don't mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. I guess I guess that's why I just I'm always in the zone.
0: <laughs> but that's actually an interesting point. Mm hmm. I remember my wife being the same. Mm. She was really really able to work a lot during those times.
2: Yeah
0: and may- maybe that's something to have a research done or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on or I something. <laughs> How about the future? What do you expect from the future? Do you have expectations of oh, of course you do, but what kind of expectations you do have?
1: so i'm I'm planning on continuing to be a full-time uh, stay at home parent and Mm -hmm. I'm also continuing doing the board game content on the side for fun Uh, so Mm -hmm. I have like that side hobby (laughs) and um I'm excited for when my babies grow older and can start playing board games with me and my husband Mm -hmm. because we we have a few children's games we've played with our nephews and Uh, with other with our friends kids and stuff so we we know a few children's games that are really fun and we actually have a lot of them (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. we we have all these games that we want to introduce them and i'm really excited for that
0: (laughs) Yeah. it will be soon Mm -hmm. one more year
1: yeah one more year then we can do go away monster that's our first one (laughs) yeah
0: and other games also (laughs) yeah i mean the suggested ages in the games are not really that well done especially in kids games you can try anything that is four plus two yeah as long as they can grab the pieces and do something with them
1: yeah and as long as they don't try to eat them and choke on them yeah (laughs) so that's the main thing right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: that's true how about uh change as a term or as a some kind of phenomenon what do you think about change
1: um well i think change it it happens a lot and it can be good it can be bad um Mm -hmm. like for personal change in order to improve you have to change so Mm -hmm. that is positive um so like life life has changed lots of change like and i'm seeing with my kids they change every day is is new so there's always Mm -hmm. change them and that's really exciting so um yeah it, it's nice having positive change i think
2: mm-hmm.
0: how about on a global scale do you think that there is going to be changes because of this year and how would it show what do you think
1: uh i'm i'm not super knowledgeable on on like everything going on because there's so much and it's hard to keep track of everything yeah um but it's yeah there's probably going to be change and yeah on a, when it, when it's like a global scale like that it's kind of scary mm-hmm. because you don't know if the change is going to be for the better or for the worse and we just mm-hmm. hope it's for the better
0: yeah like you said about these tech companies that uh, the people work at the computer anyway and they can yeah. do it at home. Do you think that mm-hmm. will be some kind of new normal after this year?
1: Yeah I think that's starting to probably starting to get more normal. Um, I think a lot of people like the flexibility of being able to rem- work from home or work remotely mm-hmm. because of, it, it's very good for people, like, for parents who need to take care of their kids, it's more flexible being able to work from mm-hmm. home or, like, only go into all the office sometimes so that they can take care of their kids um, or, like, if they need to bring them somewhere at certain times so they don't have to always be in the office. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it just gives more flexibility. But then it's also, like, a lot of people want to be like having the human interaction of going into the office is also good. So Mm -hmm. I don't think everything should move always remotely. That would be um, lonely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think that more will be moving to uh, distance work and such than Mm -hmm. should be moved to distance work. Mm -hmm. I have that kind of feeling, at least what I'm seeing. Mm. But I hope it doesn't go like that.
1: Yeah. But maybe like, Maybe also the um, meeting software and internet will get better so that <laughs> so that mm. video calls will be more smooth.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully.
2: Yeah.
0: They worked surprisingly well, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The, it could have gone a lot worse mm. <laughs> due to the number of people yeah. making the calls at once. It could have been a disaster. Yeah. But, but video call is just a video call in any case, yeah, like playing game online is playing game online. Mm-hmm. it's not playing with someone, mm-hmm. so it's a similar thing, at least in my opinion. Do you want to add anything to these things that we've discussed?
1: Mm. well, I think in in uh, board gaming, there's been change too with mm-hmm. this like people are playing more online uh on. Like Board Game Arena and Tabletop Simulator. um, Yeah, that's true. Which, yeah, it doesn't feel the same as board gaming, but then it's also allowed people to play with people who live very far away. Yes. Which you wouldn't be able to play with them normally because you normally play with the people that live close to you. So that's, I think, brought people in the board gaming community closer together, um, even though they live really far apart, which I think is. That, that's like a silver lining.
0: <laughs> that's actually a really good point. I didn't think it that way. I, it didn't come to my mind now. I've also played in board game arena and I've mm-hmm. played with people that I would never be able to play. Like some podcasters from One Spot Paradise or someone mm-hmm. from the Blue Pack, Pink Pack. I yeah. would have never been able to play with them because I don't see myself flying to US <laughs> <Yeah>. anytime soon. <laughs> and it's been possible through board game arena and that's actually a great point. Mm-hmm. I began, I mean, I never played online games until this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when the board game club closed here and we were not allowed to meet each other, then we began playing with the friends and then I thought that, okay, now is a chance to play with someone overseas.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've played some games with people that I would never play with. That's actually a great point.
2: Yeah.
0: So if we have nothing else to add to this discussion, then maybe we go to our top nine lists. Sure. You chose a topic for the top nine list. Yeah. Can you tell me or tell us all that what is the topic?
1: All right. It's the top nine games that we've only played once. So, only one play or, or maybe a partial play. Mm-hmm. That, I, that's I included cheating. partial plays in my list. <laughs> so, yeah, but you want to play again because obviously it's a game that you liked.
0: Yeah. How did you rank your list?
1: So, I, I found games that I've only played once and then picked good ones. And then mm-hmm. I kind of, like, picked them by how much I liked them and kind of how much I wanted to play them again and how much it was likely I was going to play again. So it's kind of a mixture of all of that. So the the, mm-hmm. the top one is one that I will probably play again uh, and and want to play again. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. sooner than the other ones, I'm not sure. But it, it was kind of hard for me to order them.
0: <laughs> Did you check how many games you had that you've played only once?
1: Uh Oh, I have a lot. <laughs>
0: uh, I-, I looked, I have 409 at the moment. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I have like... Yeah. Somewhere like five hundred or something. I don't know. Something like that. Because I, I It was a ridiculous amount <laughs> when
0: I looked from board game, game
1: Yeah, the a lot of conventions I go to I just try out a bunch of new games and then I only play them mm-hmm. once. Uh so I just I scrolled through my plays of games that I've played once and this look scrolling through the titles to see ones that I like. So I hopefully picked all of the ones that would make the list, but I might have missed some.
0: <laughs> I did the same, actually. Yeah. I went all the way to the ones that I've rated to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I missed something that deserves another chance because I usually yeah. play almost everything I can play once. Yeah. Not everything, but almost everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I ranked my games also in a way that um, what I want to play the most. I didn't mm-hmm. take the likelihood into consideration. Mm-hmm. I have only one game on the list that I don't own, because I'm not sure if I can play that. I want to get that game, but others I own, so I will probably get to play them at some point.
1: Oh, okay. I have, I think, th- three that I don't, or four that I don't own. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'll get to play those soon at all, <laughs> But but the other ones I own.
0: Yeah, I disqualified the ones that I don't own mm. because it lowers the chances to get to play them <laughs> yeah. quite a lot. And I actually disqualified three games because they are on a on previous lists oh, in okay. this series. And I had so many to choose from for this topic that I <laughs> nice. didn't have to add Food Chain Magnet Spirit Island or to this list. Mm, okay. They would have been on the list otherwise. <laughs> So, um, do you want to begin?
1: Sure. Okay. All so. right.
0: We've had a uh, this first guest we had Richard Simpson decided that he wanted to try to be Eric Summerer and from <laughs> then onwards, all the guests have been given the chance to announce the number like Eric does Uh-oh. in the uh, in the Dice Tower. So you can announce the number, and then
1: oh, in an announcer, it has to be an announcer voice, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, you can choose what kind of announcer voice you do, but so that the listeners know that we are transitioning to the next number. All right, stage is yours.
1: Number nine. My number nine is Specter Ops, which is a hidden movement game, uh, one versus many. And I, I like hidden movement deduction games, so I, I really enjoyed my one mm-hmm. play of this. But I have, I don't own it. I own other hidden movement games like. I own uh, letters from Whitechapel, which I really like, and I don't think I would mm-hmm. like this better than that. So I'm not sure when I'll be able to play it again next, but I would play it with other people, like at a convention or something, if someone else had it. I I really liked it, so Bec- Specter Ops.
0: I didn't like this that much. <laughs> I played it once, and then I bought it used, and I played it another time, and it mm-hmm. dragged too long, uh, and okay. I sold my copy. So, but I gave it two plays. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine, but it's it was too long oh, for okay, me. Okay. I didn't like it dragging so much. I don't like one versus many either <laughs> that much, so. so that also plays a role. Mm-hmm. My number nine is a game that I have rated at six. I played this once maybe five years ago, I think, or four years ago right when it came out, and this is XCOM, the board game. Mm-hmm. And I think that I had a bad experience of this game, and I think that I would want to play this again. And I will actually try to get it if I find a used copy. Yeah. For a good price, because I think it was better than uh, the owner of the game liked when we were playing, because he was all the time complaining and <laughs> mocking the mocking the app that it doesn't work. And, Cursing at it and then said that I'm writing this too and I'm selling this immediately. Oh. Do you want to buy it? He asked from everyone in the room. <laughs> he hated the game and I think it a bit influenced wow. my opinion on the game as well. That,
1: that, but
0: I want to try it myself now.
1: Yeah, that was an early app one, like one of the first app yes. game ones. Yeah, I played it once and also I, I don't really, I remember like being disappointed in it, but it probably deserves another play.
0: Yeah, I'm, it's been growing in my head. It's it's 2015 game and mm-hmm. it was that year when I played mm-hmm. it and it's been like this year when I had to look into this solo gaming things yeah. a bit because maybe if I want to play at home I have to do some solo gaming. I didn't go that path yet. I don't want to, mm-hmm. but I might have to at yeah. some point. And I was looking into this. Then I remembered that it might have been a good game if the environment we played it was a bit (laughs) (laughs) more more tolerant to the app. But yeah, it was one of the first ones with the full integration with the app. Yeah, that's true.
1: Number eight. My number eight is Awkward Guests, which is another deduction Mm -hmm. game. I recently actually acquired this and played it once at two players, but I think it would be best with more players because... It's kind of like Clue, but with a lot more stuff going on. And um, you pass cards to other people to give them information. So with two players, we kind of just both had mostly the same information with like a little bit of differences. So with more players, mm-hmm. the information would be more jumbled up, I think, which would make it more fun. So I want to play it again at more players eventually. <laughs> but I, I own it, so <laughs> eventually I will, will get to play it played again. So that's awkward guests.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, This I thought that I will get to play this. A friend of mine backed it in Kickstarter, got the copy, Mm -hmm. uh, praised it a lot, waited to play play it, played it once, and immediately sold the (laughs) copy. So I couldn't (laughs) play it. It was his biggest disappointment in years. So maybe, I don't know, I would have wanted to try it though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it would have been better than he said. My number eight is uh, Wildcatters. And mm. I want to play this with four players. I played it only with three and one time, and it was, it was really good and really different kind of economic pissing to the serial g- game. I don't know if you have that kind of terminology there, but we say like that in Finnish, um, because you build these oil fields together, and then you can take the oil there and move the others' boats. And um, I mean, it was really, really tight, and. I, I think I really want to play this four players. I got mm-hmm. it in a math, math trade, I thought that I got it very cheaply, and then I got the box and it wasn't this Capstone Games version. Oh. I was like, what is this, <laughs> but it, w- it was this limited print run that had signatures inside that thank you for buying our copy, this is a limited print run. Oh, wow. So it was this RAS Games copy that was only sold in Spiel, as, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same as capstone games, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have wooden parts. It has cardboard bits. Oh. Huh. So basically the same, yeah. but it's a good game.
1: Yeah, I haven't played this one. So, Number seven. My number seven is 1848 Australia, which is an 18xx game. In Australia, <laughs> very mm-hmm. good description. Uh, <laughs> um, but I remember playing it and having fun, but I don't remember much about it. It had like a bunch of track gauge changes. Like on the map, there's different zones and then like you had to do extra to go through each zone, I think. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I liked it. And I think it's a, sh- I don't remember if it was a shorter one or not. But we we have it on, we got like the GMT pre-order for the new print. Or the P500 mm-hmm. or something, so it will be coming at some point in the future, and then we'll be able to play it. <laughs> <Some point. laughs> but yeah, it was it was very um, out of print and hard to find before, so we'll, we'll have it eventually, <laughs> and that'll be then we'll be able to play.
0: Does it have a huge map? If it's Australia, is it the whole Australia, and is it, uh, is it like a huge map, or is it no? A it, w- smaller it wasn't
1: a big map. Um, I think the hexes are big compared to the map, or something, or. Maybe it's only mm. part of Australia? Wait, let's look. Let, let. oh, yeah, I guess it's like South South Australia.
0: No, it's it, Is it like that one? Is it 1822? I haven't. No, played no, it, no. Where you can build the whole <laughs> England. No, no. If you want to go crazy and spend three days it's, playing it's a game. It's not
1: huge, no. I think it was a shorter yeah, okay. game length, too.
0: Okay. That sounds interesting. Can you say the name again? I forgot to write it 18... uh,
1: 1848 Australia.
0: 1848 Australia. Mm-hmm. All right. My number seven is Captains of the Gulf. And this is a bit of a cheat. I've played it only with the solo variant that is provided by the designer. It doesn't come in the box. But it's Jason Dinger said this uh, solo variant and I tried with that. So I've only played this solo and this is really good game. I want to play this with Mm -hmm. other people, (laughs) not by myself. Because it had this great mechanism in the fishing that... The areas get depleted where you fish from and you don't get more fish. Yeah, It's basically if you played fleet, you have the similar way in a bit similar way to get the the permissions to other licenses to fish certain uh, fishes or sea creatures what they are I don't know what's determining this, but there's things living in the sea and then with those licenses you can fish that many and then you can add a crew and then you have to go and fill the boat and if the boat runs out of fuel you're a bit screwed in the middle of the (laughs) gulf and this is very very interesting game
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I really want to play this again
1: yeah I played that once when it was a prototype um so it, 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 at the time, it was getting picked up by Spielwerk, so it was like mostly mm-hmm. finished, I think. And and I I liked it, uh, but my husband doesn't like multi-use cards, and it has mm-hmm. a lot of that, so <laughs> so probably yeah, won't be that. playing that again.
0: I, I just noticed, because I opened this from Board Game Geek that it has Stronghold logo in the front of the box. Oh. So they are probably doing the same treatment as they did to La Granja. Interesting. Alright.
1: Number six. My number six is Letter Jam, which is a cooperative mm-hmm. deduction card game, word game. <laughs> a lot of things combined together, but you mm-hmm. you have these letters in front of you. They're facing out. You're trying to guess what they are by giving clues to other people and like word clues using other people's letters. So you can see everyone else's letters and they're trying to mm-hmm. guess what the letters are. So I played it once uh, the, at a demo at a convention and i like deduction games i like cooperative card games so i really liked this um, even though usually like word games i'm not great at but here it's you're trying to do like it's more common words because you're giving hints to other people and you're trying to get them to know what it is so it's uh-huh. not like trying to do scrabble hard words or something so i i uh, i want to play a letter jam again
0: i want to try this game i haven't played it but i've seen all the promotion that Paul Krogan did for mm-hmm. the game and I, it's it's interesting but I don't know if it would go well mm-hmm. with the board game club where I'm playing mm-hmm. but I want to try this my number 6 is the first splotter game I think, is it the first one? Bus
2: mm.
0: I I played the uh, reprint from Capstone Games and it's fantastic and I really like they made this small detail that they have colored mini-grip packs and all the player pieces are in their own color back <laughs> and the passengers are also in orange back and that's a... I mean, I haven't seen any other game do that. It's a very small detail, but it makes life so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion, at least. And maybe people will learn to back the things uh, that go to one player into one back so you can just give the back to the player in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But this is... It says in board game Geek that it takes two hours, I don't think it's that long game. It's also not very heavy, it's a, a kind of a light for a splotter, because you have this certain number of actions that you do in the game, when you use the actions, you're out of the game. I mean, not out of the game, but you can't use any more actions. And it's very, very elegant and very easy to play, but difficult to get many points. <laughs> <laughs> it, you don't really get points in this. And I really want to play this again. I've had it with me two or three times already this autumn because they opened the board game club, but never had enough willing uh, victim, no players <laughs> for this <laughs> game, but I will play this again this autumn. I'm certain mm. of that.
1: Cool. I haven't played Bus yet. That's one of the splatters I haven't played. <laughs>
0: it's a great one yeah
1: i want to try it sometime number five my number five is three kingdoms redux which is a three player only game uh it's it's a pretty thematic economics area majority game uh you're like the three kingdoms in the han dynasty and each each person's a different kingdom and you're trying to like buy for control and there's there's bidding for the different actions But then like two people can team up against one person to like join and bid um, I actually didn't play a full game of it I played like one round maybe because it's a pretty long game and it's <laughs> and it's mm. three players only So we need exactly three players which makes it hard to get played, but it felt really fun and thematic and um, Like it, I, I really want to try playing a whole game at some point <laughs> And we own it, mm. <laughs> so hopefully we will get to play it at some point, but it's r- just really hard to get the right player count and the time because yes. it's a long game, like, maybe th- like over two hours, I think, um, and mm-hmm. it needs three players, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I want to play this also. A friend mm-hmm. of mine has it, and uh, it's been played at least two times in the board game club while mm. I've been there, and I've watched maybe half an hour of that game and it looks really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. I want to play it when I have the possibility to sit for that long time playing one game in that setting. But yeah, good choice. My number five is Firefly, the game. And I was thinking, do I want to play this or do I want to play Xaya more? Mm -hmm. But I think I want to play Firefly more. Both of them have similar feeling, and Firefly, I I like the theme so much, Mm -hmm. much because I like the series and this is a bit, maybe a bit more open than Xaya and a bit more thematic. Xaya is in a different way. There's more combat in that Mm -hmm. involved. Uh, This is a game that takes the most table space from all the games in myself, (laughs) especially (laughs) with the expansion. It almost doesn't fit to the table that I have. I have 200 centimeters times 110 centimeters and it takes that whole table with four players that's a bit problematic because there's not really that many places where you can play this game Mm -hmm. and it can be a bit long but i want to play again i played this once this kind of a beginner mission where you just collect money but i want to try the other missions as long as i find someone to play with Because it's a bit long game, Mm -hmm. especially if you haven't played many times earlier.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I haven't played this one, and it's probably not one that I would play. Because I don't think anyone in my group has it or is interested in playing it, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably not likely to get played.
0: Yeah, I just got Star Wars uh, Outer Rim Mm -hmm. uh, as a birthday present, so that might kick this out. But (laughs) still, I like the theme so much that... I'm not sure yet.
2: <laughs>
0: but I want to try that also.
1: Mm. Number four. My number four is another game that I only did a partial play of. And this is a splatter game called Indonesia. Uh, we own it, so I will be playing it again in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also probably better with more than two players. <laughs> so <Definitely. laughs> Yeah. Play with five. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... What was my one play with it was with four players yeah four players Mm -hmm. but we played through round b there's three rounds a b and c so we played Mm -hmm. i guess two thirds of the way but the third round is probably Mm -hmm. longer but anyways it has like stocks and uh um it has like a food chain magnet uh building and delivering feel but then also Mm -hmm. has like economic stock part which i really liked uh so I don't have Fuji and Madagascar on my list because I think this one, I just would prefer to play Indonesia over that and it had a similar feel for the, like, pick up and deliver, building, delivering part. <laughs> and that, that's the part I liked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Indonesia, I would like to play again when when we have a game group again.
0: Yeah. Indonesia is a great game. I've played mm. it once and no one has it here where mm. I live. If I would have it and I played it only once it would be on this list because it's a great game and I really like this for, for selling of other people's companies I mean you can oh, feel yeah, yeah. combine the, the companies It's a yes mm. that's a great mechanism this is a great game mm-hmm. especially with five I've played it with five people the first time I ever played it mm. and the only time I've played it in a convention and that was fantastic
1: nice
0: it's a great game the best pick that you can have on the list, I think. <laughs>
1: oh, so it should have been number one, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe you have better games, but this was a very good pick. My number four is War of the Ring, mm. second edition. And if someone is listening to this, they might think that why this was your number two game of all time, if they listen to the top 90 list. But it's because if I play a game six hours, <laughs> it means that even that one play is more than five games of (laughs) let's say seven wonders Mm -hmm. and it's the depth of the game and if there was no time constraints or anything else that i i was in a place where the time doesn't exist i would play this immediately (laughs) because this is i don't know this is almost a perfect game Mm -hmm. the only flaw is that it lasts a bit long and if you don't play it enough you have to reread the rules and that's now what is stopping me (laughs) because i have to reread the rules but yeah I'm waiting for a childhood friend of mine to come visit at this area of Finland if it's possible during this corona thing yeah <laughs> and then we'll play this again
1: yeah I, I've played it a couple times and, and like it a lot Um, I like Lord of the Rings but my husband didn't really like it he's not a Lord of the Rings fan <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, we so like because he's my main main partner, if I'm playing two players, yeah, we never get it played anymore, so we actually traded it away <laughs> yeah
0: i I think this one is too rules heavy for the wife also, so mm-hmm. she likes heavier games and she likes many different kinds of games, but this might be too too much rules mm-hmm. overhead that you have to learn the rules before beginning to play, yeah, that's why I'm mostly playing with my childhood friend when he visits here
1: mm-hmm. number three. My number three is 1828, which is another 18xx game. This one is a relatively new one. uh, And it's, oh, there's there's a lot of weird stuff in it. But like one thing that's cool Mm -hmm. is the, there's a, the shelf in the stock market, like is, there's a shelf at the 67 par price. So you can like float a company, then sell down and float another company and sell down. And like, you don't lose stock value Mm -hmm. from that. (laughs) <laughs> so that's really cool. What? Also, there's um, oh I forget what everything's called. <laughs> it's been a while since I played, and I, I actually only played a uh, a partial game. Um, systems mm-hmm. systems is what it's called. Uh, like t- companies can merge together into a system, so then they have like all the train slots, and then like you can, they don't have to have both train slots filled but they can like force purchase by by pretending like one company doesn't have a train um which is it's pretty neat i think and i really want to play it more uh, we don't own this game but our friend owns it our friend that we play 18xx with so when we play again with him um we would probably be able to play it at some point it It does want five players, I think. It's best with five, so that makes it a little harder to play, and it's a longer game, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't... Like, it took us... Maybe we didn't uh, play the whole game, and we were playing already, like, maybe three or four hours. I don't remember. Four hours, maybe? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a longer game, but it's really exciting. So
0: 1828. This is a total... Never heard game for me, and I had to check from Board Game Geek while you were talking mm-hmm. because it sounded so crazy. It seems that this is a first time publisher or second time publisher. This Jay Z Lawrence.
1: Oh, um, he's made a couple of designs. He likes, um, he actually lives in the area as well, and, and mm-hmm. he's a very, um, he talks a lot about 18xx on BGG and he has a blog and stuff, but he likes making yeah. designs that like are very different and like break the rules that. Make his friends yeah. <laughs> like the way his friends play, and then he d- makes designs that make <laughs> it so that 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 way it no longer works, kind of. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like experimental designs and stuff. So, so very interesting.
0: What a nice guy! <laughs> uh, it says here in uh, Board game Geek that designed on request by a friend for a game that <laughs> would help teach second order concepts in the 18xx. <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded so crazy from what you said that I had to look this up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. My number three is Pax Porphyriana. And I just recently got the uh, was it the new edition? What is it? Collector's edition? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. That comes with the board to so the Pax Transhumanity as well. And I just played this in the beginning of the summer. And I want to play this again soon. This is possible to play online in yukata.de and I set up a game while ago but the (laughs) friends of mine who I invited didn't really see the (laughs) invitations or something so I couldn't play it online but I want to play this soon before I forget because this was a bit of a task to learn this is a Phil Eklund game and luckily I found a video from some woman online who was playing a solo game and taught this game there. It was a very well done video. I don't think she has any other videos. Mm. But that was a good video. I don't remember the name now. Oh. But without that video I would still be reading what the cards are <laughs> and what they do. But it was very good and well done with the visual aid cool. for the game. And We played this actually in a way that we just put the video on. Then I asked do you have questions. No one had questions. We played and we. it was a bit slow in the beginning but it is actually quite easy to play when you get to play. Oh, wow. This is a good game. I want to play it again soon.
1: Cool. Number two. My number two is The Great Zimbabwe, which is another splatter game that we own. Uh, but actually, the the version that we own isn't the one that we've played. So, like, our copy was still in shrink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's... it's um, now I forget what it was like, but I, I think we're.
0: <laughs> there, there's a there's a great map where yeah. you can put these um uh, these handicraft people, or you can collect wood from somewhere, and then at some point you choose which card you want to yeah, yeah uh, the god press, and you set your set your goal to win the game during the game, and then there's these distances between the locations, and mm-hmm. do you remember? Yeah, now? so
1: yeah, it, it's more like resource stuff, and then you, the god thing was cool because you pick which god, mm. and that determines like. How how many points you need to win the game, but it also determines like a special power you get. Um, so I thought that was cool, and and then just like the spatial part of of the resources that you're delivering, right? Um, that that was yeah. nice. So I want to play it again. I liked it, and we did play a full game of this one. So <laughs> so I did play one one game of this. <laughs>
0: I played this actually one year ago in the Finnish board game convention that is held in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was really nice and it flowed very well and yeah. it was quick. We yeah, played it quick. in about an hour. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, really nice. I don't know if I want to necessarily play it again. If I had it in myself, I would have already played it more than mm-hmm. <laughs> once because it's so easy to teach and to play. It's about the same depth as bus. Mm, okay. It's not It's not that... Difficult, rules-wise, especially. Yeah, yeah. And I, I liked it, but I'm not sure if I would really put it on a list mm-hmm. like this. Maybe, maybe not. It would be maybe a 20 or somewhere. Mm-hmm. But a good game. My number two is Anachrony. And mm-hmm. this game is annoying me because I played a friend's copy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it happened so that I was winning the game. <laughs> and then... It had taken like three and a half hours, four hours, and the guy who owned the game was overthinking everything because he wanted to win. And I Mm -hmm. said that, come on, let's play, let's play. And then I made a move that he didn't see that I can make. It was a three player game and it really took long. Everyone were playing slow, me included. Mm -hmm. And we had this expansion there and then it was the last turn and he said, we are not counting the points and collected the game. (laughs) I will Um. not play this game with him again, (laughs) although I would play other games with him, but that was so annoying. But I know that I won because I got so many points Mm -hmm. at the end and it annoys me. After that, I went home, I ordered the game and I ordered the expansion and they're sitting on the shelf waiting to be played, (laughs) but I'm not sure. This is a bit of a pain to teach because of the symbology. It's like learning a language.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, this mind class games, that mind class probably <laughs> means that the mind is class because you have to learn a language. <laughs> I learned it with the trickery and I got it from the first Kickstarter <laughs> yeah. and I still didn't, didn't play it. It's still on the shelf because the symbology, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. But yeah, when you get used to the symbology, it's not that difficult. Yeah. But Anachrony is a great game and I really, really want to play it as long as I figure out how to teach it to someone.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun game. I played it once, uh, and I, I enjoyed the, the worker placement type stuff. It, it felt kind of like Manhattan Project uh, with the different mm-hmm. workers. Um, I, w- I didn't yeah. like the time travel. Like The time travel theme to me didn't feel very time travel-y, so I was kind of mm, disappointed in that. <laughs> but but otherwise, I liked the game.
0: <laughs> Did you play with any of the expansions or just the base I game? I think it was
1: just the base game. Uh, I'm not sure, though. It was someone else's copy.
0: We played with that expansion where you can go to quests with the mechs. And that was, I think, that I will never ever play without that. Uh-huh. Because with that expansion added, there is no useless thing to do. If you don't know what to do, you can just go there. Huh. You can build your mech and go there. Okay. So it gives a new aspect to the game and it really opens it up. Huh, cool. I think it would have been a bit boring without that.
1: Yeah, I don't think we played with that. Okay. And finally, number one, my no- That was cool. <laughs> my number one is Vinos, uh, which mm-hmm. we own the 2010 edition, which is the one I've played, and I've done a full play of this game uh, at two players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like to play. I want to play it again. I like a lot of Vital Lacerda games, like Kanban and um, the Gallerist and Vinos. Well my one play of vinos but i want to play it again (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah like this one was one that i i think what might be one of my favorite vitaliserta games but i've only played it once so i'm not sure yet and when i when i choose my top games like i normally filter to games i've played twice so (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah it's, it's very fun there's like a central grid of nine spaces and those are the actions you can take and you have like a piece that you move around on that grid. But then if you go on a place that someone else is on, then you have to pay them to do it. And you're just trying to build up your wine. There's you lots of steps to build up your wine and you need the money in order to like get the stuff and you then you get money for selling the wine or something. Uh, yeah, I don't remember everything because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I remember like it was a lot of planning and then there were only 12 turns total or something.
2: No. Uh, 12 actions, yeah, 12
1: I actions think. total. So you run out of time. and So you have to be very efficient. And I really like games like that. So, vinyos. Yeah, and if you make one mistake, you're <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <dumb. Yep. laughs>
0: be- I mean, I've played it also just once, two player. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to try it with four players. Mm-hmm. Because two was, it felt a bit loose with two. Mm-hmm. But I really like the game. And especially that mechanism where you move that one piece to somewhere and then when you move it to a corner and you see that oh no I need to be on the other yeah. side next turn <laughs> what yeah. will I do it's it's really 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 good
2: mm-hmm.
0: and especially with the older rules mm-hmm. it it seems to be too streamlined with the new one I I don't think I would like that yeah. as much because in the old one you have the bank yeah, where the you bank. have the money and you have to bank the money and you have to take the money from the bank
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the other one the new one, I think there's no bank.
1: Mm, okay,
0: yeah. I haven't played it, yeah. but it made it easier.
1: Yeah, I haven't played the new one, but I don't really want to. Same here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this would have been on my list also, yeah, yeah, if it wasn't in a previous list.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my number one is 1830, Railways and mm. Rubber Barons. This is too long game, and I'm waiting for a convention. We've had to cancel two local conventions now because of Corona and I don't get to play this because no one seems to have six hours <laughs> to play this. And I've only played this once, but this is, let's say that I will play 18XX games because I played this. I played 1846 mm-hmm. first from the 18XX games and it was two euro to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it that much. But this one, it has less rules, in my opinion, at least it's, it has less fiddly rules. Mm-hmm. It's very elegant design and it's very cutthroat and I I really like this game. This is a great game. I would play this every weekend if there was someone to play it or for people to play it with, who who didn't have anything else to do and if I had the time to do it. But this is a bit similar with War of the Ring that there should be the time and the group. But yeah, I want to play this again.
1: Yeah. Have you played any other ones other than 1846? Uh,
0: 46 and then Lilliput, but Lilliput is not 18xx, really. I have Poseidon on the shelf, Mm -hmm. and I have these Canada and Russia ones coming from the Kickstarter Mm -hmm. whenever they come. But I really like the 18xx series. The only negative thing is that they are long.
1: Yeah. There's some that are shorter. Uh, Like 18 Chesapeake is... Is a shorter one because it has train exporting, and then eighteen eighty two is a new one that I've heard is short, um, but it's it's a lot more cutthroat too, and like more for. I heard it's like not great for beginners though, so I don't I don't know. Mm. I haven't played it yet. I have it, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I, it seems like it'd be a good short game that I want to try playing because a lot of people seem to like it. It's. Uh, Mm-hmm. A lot of people are playing it now so
0: <laughs> was it eighteen eighty nine that was on your top list that you said that is uh good for the beginning beginners and is yeah I, l- I like using eighteen eighty nine
1: it's it's similar rules to eighteen thirty uh, and it has yeah. a smaller map a smaller bank so it'll be a shorter yes. play time um, but but yeah. like it's hard to play well like you if you get into playing it a lot there's there's a lot of stuff in there that makes it hard to play um like the strategy wise but r- rules yeah. wise it's it's like eighteen
0: thirty okay, that's mm-hmm. great, and if it's a bit shorter, a friend of mine actually made a print and play copy of that, mm, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he also has made a copy of Indonesia, oh wow, uh, but <laughs> it's difficult to he found files from somewhere mm-hmm. he said that it was easy to make actually two friends of mine have made here, but I've seen only one of them. But this 1889, I I want to play it so much. We were planning to play it in this local convention this mm. year, in spring. That he had made it ready for that convention, uh-huh. so that we play it. But ah, uh, not then. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. But yeah, I'm getting sucked into this 1889. <laughs> just. Uh, Maybe, luckily, Corona game, so I'm not (laughs) playing train games every weekend all the time. But yeah, I I like this. I also like City of the Big Soldiers a lot, Mm -hmm. because it has this similar stock mechanism. And I like Arkwright also. Yeah, yeah, I like Arkwright. City of the Big Soldiers is somewhere in the middle, but it needs the expansion. In my Mm. opinion, I want to get that expansion, because it opens the game a bit up and changes the importance of the companies there. Mm So, you also had 18 XXs. I thought that mm-hmm. you wouldn't put any 18 XX games on this list that you played all of them <laughs> uh, uh, No, a lot
1: of them I've played only but, once. So.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I watched your top 100 or top 50 mm-hmm. list you made yeah. on video. I don't remember which one, but with the moving gearbies and everything. And you had quite a lot of 18 XXs <laughs> there, so I thought that you wouldn't have any left for <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because those ones were ones I played two or more times, and then yeah, yeah, these are the ones I haven't gotten there yet. There are more that I've only played once, but then I don't like them as much. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, of course, all of them can't be yeah. good. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. But this 1828 was interesting, as it's some kind of a new new mixed-up version. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of your chances? Will you win the battle between these lists? I think this will be a bit even.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ha- <laughs> I think yeah, both lists were good. I think. So.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hmm. You have eighteen XX games more than I do. <laughs> I <have other laughs> but 30. yours is higher, I, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mine is older. I don't know. This is very very even. <laughs> well, this is difficult. In the earlier episodes, I've, I've been certain that I will win. <laughs> Although the guest didn't agree, but this is is the toughest. Well,
1: I think each person is biased toward their own list, probably. No, No?
0: that's not possible.
1: Because they're the games you like.
0: Yeah, yeah, but your list is the best, in my opinion, so far, from the guests.
1: (laughs) Well, because this one is games we've only played once, so it's it's easier for me to have games on my list that you like that aren't on your list because you've played them multiple times, Mm -hmm. so...
0: Yeah, Yeah. and also your list has the most games that I've played mm. amongst these previous lists. There have been some very strange games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that means we have similar tastes in games. Cool.
0: Yeah, it seems so. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any strange games except awkward <laughs> tra- guests might be yeah. strange. But I would still play it once. But anyway, thank you for joining. And do you want to tell the people where they can find you if they want to find you?
1: Sure. Uh, online, I am ambirona, um, Rona, A M B I E R O N A, on like Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, like all, all, all the social media things. That's me. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Board Game Blitz is the podcast. So, boardgameblitz.com, you can find. The podcasts and i also have some videos there um so i think between those two you'll see most of the stuff that i do and uh-huh. yeah so and if you need to contact me you can contact me on twitter or instagram or something sometimes i don't notice if it's on instagram because i don't really know how to use it that well <laughs> but eventually well. i'll see it <laughs>
0: <laughs> the message system is not good yeah. There anyway. Yeah. It hides the messages if they are not from your, from someone you oh, follow. Oh, is that it's why I little, don't notice it? Okay. I
1: yeah, thought it was my there's fault. There's another there. <laughs> Okay.
0: No, no, it it's not good system. It's not a good system. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for coming and
1: yeah. Bye, bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast from SoundCloud. With username mitapelataan. You can also find the podcast from Apple Podcasts and Spotify, should be in Amazon Podcasts also at some point, and it should be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can find me from Instagram and Twitter with username mitapelataan. There's a page in Facebook, mitapelata, and you can just search by mitapelataan and you should find me from many places. I have a blog mitapelatan.wordpress.com where you can find information about this channel and all the links to related media. You should be able to find me from youtube as well by searching Mitapelatan. You can send me email to mitapelatan at gmail.com. There's also a guild in board game geek number 3321. Interact in any way you can, comment anything up to you, but interact with me please. And if you listen this far, please leave a review, subscribe so that people find out about this podcast and one more time, thank you for listening and bye-bye. The music used in this series was Nightwalker by Sensation Pulse. Thank you for that.